Welcome to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. Our host, Jordan Hoffeditz, and it is still spring football on the hilltop. Uh, we are now post-spring break, and after what I would say is a little bit of a refresher uh, that first Tuesday, uh, things have picked right back up, and I think it would be fair to say that there's probably a little higher energy, higher intensity uh, right now than there was even before the break. Um, I think you do see the guys kind of figuring out the way practices are run, kind of what they're doing, especially the new guys, um, and just able to kind of hit the ground running a little bit better, a little bit faster uh, in those practices. Still not going to know a ton just from the spring. Um, I will say I think the biggest difference between last spring and this spring is just the level of competition Uh, And that's not even really necessarily competition for positions. I think it's a lot of competition, offense versus defense as a whole, and then kind of your little breakdowns of offensive line versus defensive line, uh, defensive backs versus wide receivers. Um, I think we've seen kind of both groups whether receivers or defensive backs have their days and certainly their plays and whether it's one-on-one drills or full team drills um but just a lot more competition there uh, than there certainly was last spring and really even into last fall and throughout the season uh just the depth piece that i'm going to continue to harp on because it's so significant it's so obvious and it's such a big deal um just the rotations what they're being able to do in the secondary moving guys around moving guys in and out without really a drop off um you know obviously just what guys like jonathan mcgill and some of the others have immediately brought to the table um charles woods was out of practice on tuesday um, we'll see if he's there on Thursday and moving forward, um, and what that was. The other big news from Tuesday's practice was the return of Kamar Wheaton and Teddy Knox. Both were suspended for the first part of spring due to academic issues. Those have apparently been sorted out, and they are back practicing with the team. Jalen Samuels, who... Uh, Coach Lashley in the first week said was suspended due to violation of team rules has not yet returned to the practice field. Um, Two other noticeable uh, absences on Tuesday. Hyron White, uh, offensive line transfer from Missouri, originally out of DeSoto, was not practicing on Tuesday. Uh, The interesting thing there, that gave P.J. Williams uh, the former five-star transfer from Texas A&M, a chance to work with the ones at that right tackle spot. So that was kind of fun to see uh, that potential there. Um, Another one is linebacker Kiki Burns. Um, He might be the odd man out with the Chris Adamora move to linebacker from safety. Um, Don't want to make any assumptions, but we did not see him at practice on Tuesday. Um, Speaking of Adam Moore, the more I see 
him play at linebacker, the more I think that's going to be a really good fit and a move that I think is really going to pay off for this team. Um, you know, he's got that skill set of playing safety, and you bring that down to linebacker, and I think that really works in his favor. Uh, he was a guy that they brought in with a lot of pressure on, uh, and I think that's where you'll see a lot of what he can do. I don't think they're going to try to do too much with him at linebacker, especially early uh, as it is right now. Um, but he might be more of what you kind of envision as a prototypical linebacker uh, as opposed to some of the things that linebackers are asked to do now. I think SMU has guys that can do that. Obviously, Ahmad Walker comes in. Um, I think Jaquandis Burns looks a whole lot better uh, than he did a year ago. Um you know, this last practice, he had a pick six and had a nice little strip fumble, fumble recovery uh, towards the end of practice on Tuesday. Like I said, just looks more comfortable um, and looks like he is kind of taking on, trying to take on that leadership role uh, that was definitely left by uh, the loss of Jimmy Phillips, Isaac Slade, Matuatia, and Shannon Reed, uh, who obviously were such big leaders both uh, on the field and off for that defense as a whole last year, but certainly at the linebacker position. Offensively, Moochie Dixon continues to make plays, uh, had two one-handed catches in Tuesday's practice, and it's not... It's so interesting to watch him do it, too, because, and I posted the one uh, on Twitter and on the message board, he's not, it almost looks nonchalant. It almost looks like he's not trying and he's just flinging his hand out there, but he does such a good job of waiting until the last second to get that one hand out, and then he wastes no time getting the ball back to his body and getting it secure. Um, And it's just, it's, Ridiculous to see him just kind of make play after play after play like that. Um, you know, he's a guy who's obviously going to get more targets this year, um, and hopefully his his playmaking ability uh, translates with that. Um, obviously, you know, you got Jordan Curley uh, is expected to be a leader. Um, with Teddy Knox back, that's another uh, speed element on the outside. Obviously brought in Keyshawn Smith, who continues to look good. Romello Brinson, uh, you know, his his legs look like toothpicks, but, man, he can go up and get the ball. Uh, he was o- overthrown a couple times, and he, he got up and made catches there. Uh, and that's really what you want from guys. You want guys who you can get the ball in their vicinity, and they can make plays. He seems to be that kind of guy um, so far through this much spring um you know nothing really overly dramatic from the last couple practices you know obviously uh we talked to coach hall and there's certainly excitement uh with the running backs room you know anytime you get three guys that were four stars or better top recruits in their state in that within their class uh there's excitement obviously kamar is going to have to get in a little better football shape and conditioning uh, after missing the first part of spring. Uh, but he'll come in and join with 
Jalen Knighton and LJ Johnson, who have looked so good so far this spring. You know, Velton Gardner uh, popped a long run um, in practice the other day, and, you know, he's a guy not to forget about. And then obviously uh, Tyler Levine, who stepped up in such a big way for this group last year, uh, is in that leg brace. Um, it's a group, obviously, they're going to have to figure out how to use guys. They're going to have to figure out rotations, starters. Um, I think that can certainly change week to week. I think it's going to change throughout the course of a game. But I think ultimately the biggest benefit is staying fresh. It's what um, you know has been talked about with the receiving group too, is that when you play fast pace and you want to take some shots, you need guys kind of that can be at the ready. So, you know, if you run a have one of your guys run a deep route and it doesn't hit, you need to be able to bring somebody else in uh, right away. And I think that's what you get with the running backs is um, just the ability to rotate some guys that all have big playability, um, all have a lot of uh, have a lot of speed, have a lot of moves. You know, uh, Rooster is kind of deceptively physical, and I think LG Johnson is kind of deceptively fast. Um, you know, both of their kind of, if you just look at them, you'd say that Jalen is the speed back and LJ is the power back, and that's certainly their strength. But um, LJ can get to the edge, and if he gets to the edge, he can get that extra step on a defender and uh Jalen's certainly not afraid to go through the middle go through someone over someone uh when he's running the ball so I think that's good to see as well um let's take a quick break and when we return we'll talk a little more SMU spring football this is the Pony Stampede podcast and we'll be right back And welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Again, I am your host, Jordan Hoffeditz, and we are talking SMU Spring football. Uh, just kind of broke down some sights and sounds from uh, the last couple practices. Um, want to talk real quick about the four true freshmen that are on campus that are getting some work in. All four seem to be fitting in pretty nicely. Um, obviously, the two that have probably been talked about the most are Jackson Lavender and Alex Kilgore. Uh, Lavender has benefited from a couple injuries, you know, as Jake Bailey and Dylan Goffney are recovering. Uh, Jackson's really gotten a chance to really get a lot of good reps in that slot receiver position, and he's certainly making the most of them, uh, doing a really nice job. He's running good routes. He's catching everything that's even remotely catchable. Um, showing off that athletic ability and uh, some things that made him such a playmaker in high school. Again, hard to say what his reps and everything will look like when the season starts, when you're talking about having uh, Roderick Daniels Jr., Jake Bailey, Dylan Goffney ahead of him on the depth chart, most likely. Uh, But we'll see. You know, I think he's certainly showing he is deserving of an opportunity. We'll see what it looks like when uh, those guys are back and, and he's fighting maybe a little harder for those reps against those guys. Um, the other with Alex Kilgore, um, benefiting a little bit from that linebacker group being a little slim, you know, he's consistently getting second team reps, 
with whoever is the other guy next to him uh, right now. And I don't know if this is how they see it, just how they want him to get work in. But right now it looks like Chris Adamora is working more, most of first team with, excuse me, Ahmad Walker, while Jaquandis Burns and Alex Kilgore are working most second team. Um, again, can't really read too much into that in the spring. Might just be about having a younger, less experienced player at that position working with a more veteran, experienced player um, rather than maybe having Adam Moore and Kilgore next to each other on the second team uh, where they're both kind of trying to feel some things out. Uh, but Kilgore, again, he's always around the ball. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to say when they aren't going live a ton, uh, but, you know, through tackling drills, he seems to be consistent with his tackling seems to be consistent with uh, getting praise from the coaches on drills. Um, he looks the part, you know, he's definitely going to see uh, playing time to significant playing time, I think. And then the other two uh, are just kind of interesting with, you know, you got Lonnie Johnson was really a wide receiver in high school. Even came out of the backfield a little bit. SMU's looking at him at tight end. Uh, I think he's showing up more. Uh, in some drills and in some things now uh, than he was at the start, which makes sense. He's, I think, figuring some things out a little bit. You know, that linebacker, or that, excuse me, that tight end spot is so interesting because really you got R.J. Maryland, who's coming off such a really good true freshman campaign, uh, has added some size to him that he needed to do uh, between last season and now. You've also got what you're really hoping is a healthy Nolan Matthews-Harris Um who brings a little bit more of that size and physicality uh, to the position. You've also got Cam Allen, who transferred from Michigan State last year, um, and some others there. And then, of course, you'll have two more tight ends coming in this summer in Trip Reardon from Frisco Wakeland and uh, Adam Man Man Moore from uh, Miami North Western in uh, Florida. And there, so that's going to be interesting to see what that room looks like. But I will say it's been kind of fun to watch Lonnie kind of, you see him grasp some things. You see him be a little more involved in some of the drills uh, and just kind of look a little sharper on those drills. Um, and I think the same can be say, said for uh, Braden Flowers on the defensive line. You know, again, he's probably bumped up a spot by Jalen Samuels not being there. Um, but again, just a guy that consistently seems to to be get getting better and better a little more sure of himself a little more sure of what he's being asked to do and how to do it at a high level um you know i think that's that's really big and you know just overall just have having those guys there already having all but two of the transfers on campus and practicing already um also makes a difference in the spring you know there wasn't that last year there was kind of a sprinkling of their early transfer commits. Um, I don't think there was a early enrollee high school true freshman on the field last spring. Um, I'd, I'd have to go back and double check that, but I don't think so. Um, you know, most of the guys got here over the summer, went through summer workouts, and then really their first football was fall camp. Well, these guys are getting that leg up um, in a big way, and I think that's 
going to whether it pays off this fall or just or just further down the road um, I do think it is going to pay off uh, and it's just kind of fun to see you know I mean you see these guys that are new faces that as it goes are getting better more comfortable more consistent you know you've got guys you know Jalen Knight and Keyshawn Smith and uh, Romello Brinson um, really have an advantage because they've played in Coach Lashley's offense before. Um, you know, they've, the receivers have been coached by Coach Likens before, uh, so there's that familiarity there. Uh, Coach Likens talked about that uh, in the article on PonyStampede.com uh, recently that, you know, they're not new players. If there are three phases to it, they're kind of at the back end of the second phase going into the third phase, uh, which is big. Um, but the the rest of the guys, the one, and then same thing defensively, you know, with the the Ahmad Walkers, the Chris Megansons, um, who are at Liberty along with uh, Coach Simons and Coach Hunley, you know, that they are kind of picking up where they left off. And sure, there's been some time between the two, but um, they're kind of picking up where they left off and are able to come in with their legs maybe a little more under them than others. But, you know, there's there's been a lot of really good things, whether they're young guys, um, whether they're new faces on transfers. I think you're really starting to see uh, some of those things, and you should be seeing some of those things. I mean, you know, they went two weeks. They took off uh, the week for spring break. They're now about to wrap up uh, the second week being back. And then there's two more weeks. So, again, if you're looking at it in three phases, you're at the back end of that second phase uh, for this group. Um, And I think it's really been positive. I think you've seen guys that maybe need to step up, step up, uh, guys that need to be leaders, you know, your Preston Stones uh, being leaders uh, on the field for this group. Uh, And I think there should be some excitement here. I mean, I think... Right now, the probably biggest gap is maybe defensive line versus offensive line. But as I noted, so on Tuesday, Hyron White was out. So you had P.J. Williams filling in there. Um, And really the only, you know, you're missing probably a couple starters uh, as well when you're talking about Justin Osborne uh, not participating this spring as he uh, recovers from an injury. And you're talking about your only two transfers that aren't here are offensive linemen who are finishing up their degrees uh, before joining this summer. So you're looking at an offensive line that might only have two, only one starter on it, uh, and it's getting beat up a little bit. But I think you're seeing so much depth everywhere. I think ultimately some guys on the offensive line that are working with the ones now that are probably going to be backups will be better because they are working as ones right now and getting those reps and getting that experience. Um, and I think when you bring in Ja'Kai Clark, Logan Parr, you get uh, Osborne back to actually working uh, with the group. Um, you know, you hopefully get Iron White back and you can, you'll, we'll know more about the offensive line uh, in the fall. But out really outside of that, um, you just see battles across everything, you know, and I think that's that competition and that depth is 
I'm going to talk about it a lot. They're talking about it a lot. It's such a difference maker. Um, it makes everyone better. It makes the team better. Um, and I think that's got to be some of the mo- more exciting parts of this spring is to just kind of say, all right, they're the ones. Oh, man, they're the twos, and there's not much drop-off. And to some extent, even some of the threes that are coming in, especially the secondary, they're so deep. There's so much depth there uh, that they're able to do a lot there. Um, I think there's plenty to be excited about. We'll see how the spring uh, wraps up. You know, the the school released the information on the spring game today. You know, obviously that is going to be uh, Friday night, April 14th, um, and will be played at Highland Park High School due to the construction currently going on at the stadium. Um, all the extra info is on ponystampede.com on the message board uh, and I can try and answer any questions that there may be on that moving forward Um, and we'll check in uh, again Thursday's practice we get uh, kind of an update from coach Lashley uh, so hopefully he'll have some injury updates some absence updates and just kind of his thoughts on how the spring Uh, is going from when we talked to him that first Saturday uh, of practices to now what he'd like to see over the next couple weeks uh, as it leads up to the spring game. Uh, But again, you know, keep checking in with us on PonyStampede.com. The message boards, the articles are coming. Uh, Like, subscribe to the podcast. Those will be coming more regularly. Uh, and pony up.